Welcome to the Mortgage and Mindset in Minutes podcast with host Tiffany Rose, where you'll get a little on mortgage and a lot on mindset. Because with anything in life, you can only do it with the right approach. Tiffany Rose went from average earner to seven figures and beyond lifestyle by using the insight she shares. The Mortgage and Mindset in Minutes podcast with Tiffany Rose demonstrates that gratitude and attitude are your ticket to powerful success. Hey, everybody. This is Tiffany with Mortgage and Mindset in Minutes. And it's been a little bit since I've done a podcast and I wanted to hop on and do this with my good friend and accountability partner, Nance Siaska. Hi, Nance. Hi, Tiff. How are you? So glad to be here. Yay. Nance is a certified holistic coach. She's a spiritual mentor. And like I just said, she's also my accountability partner, even though she's in the spiritual coaching health realm and I'm in mortgage. It's so great to bounce ideas off of each other, come up with common goals. And our business model really is the same, even though it's different. I love working with her. And she happened to ask me some questions over the course of maybe the last month here and there about my business and buying a house. And I figured we'd just record this to share with others because I'm sure if she has a question, a lot of other people that are potentially going to be homeowners or are homeowners want to know this information too. So are you going to fire away with me? I am. Okay. So I am in my early fifties and my husband and I, for the past 10 years, haven't bought a home. We've rented. We moved from New Jersey to Utah. So we didn't really know where we wanted to stay. And now we're in Nevada and we like it here and we want to plant roots here, but it's been so long since I've been in the process of looking for a home or even a mortgage. And I want to start at the mortgage end because there's been a lot of mishaps in our life where we don't have a lot of finances like we used to. And well, first of all, I think it's really important though. I want to make sure you and I would be compatible to work together. So what makes your loaning, your lending, your way of doing service a little bit different than everybody else's? I know for sure that what changed me for the better was the crash of 2008, how much I learned from that and how much I've always cared about my clients, cared about people in general. I like to think that I have the huge heart that I want to do everything for everybody. Sometimes it's even a fault. You and I have talked about, you know, my, my people pleasing, I tend to take it to the fullest there. So I've always cared about my clients, but I know in 2008, when I started calling homeowners, because back then a lot more people had landlines and not cell phones as much and numbers, when you'd call to see if people wanted to refinance, it was disconnected. And that was heartbreaking for me to really realize how many people were foreclosing selling, moving, going back to renting. I really realized that my career was so much more important than I even known before 2008. Because before I just thought, hey, it's work. I love my clients. It's work. But now I'm like, I never want to see that happen again. So I coach my people like no other on making sure they don't become house poor, making sure they budget correctly and think about the daycare and the new tires and the things that we don't underwrite into that loan. So that's how I make sure that I'm compatible, not only with just you, but people that have those fears. I have owned several houses before. I just don't have it in the past 10 years. And I can remember that the loan officer was just like, oh yeah, you can afford this. And I'm like, and then once we got the loan, it was like, yeah, I can afford it. 
but I can't afford to eat. You know, like I can't afford everything else. I love that you just said that, that you factor in all the different aspects of finances, not just here's the mortgage, you can afford that. So my mm-hmm. next question is like, what would I do? What would be the first step I need to do so that like I could secure this? Because one, I have to start saving. And two, maybe I don't have to start saving. Like you can let me know that. And I love your story because I owned a house in 2008 and so many people around me were selling and jumping ship. And my husband and I just stayed firm. And that's why we were able to sell our house in 2011 and not take a loss. We actually, oh, paid, you know, yes, yes. A lot of people were dumping houses, even if they, because they thought, well, it's never going to come back. The value, you know, was 180,000 and I bought it for 500,000. It's never going to come back. Well, if you look at any 10 year trend, even from 2008 at the worst of the worst or 2009, 10 years forward, it came back and then some. So if it's going to be your primary residence now, I just tell my clients, stick it out. Don't try to sell and rent for a while and do this and that. You lose the tax write-off. What if the market you know, comes back quicker right. or doesn't go down? Trying to time the market, especially with your primary residence, is just not good. So one of the things that you just asked me is, what do you need to start doing? Or what do you need to yeah. start planning for? And I love that question because I have so many of my clients that they try to reinvent the wheel or make up their own plan. They're like, hey, don't run my credit yet because I'm going to pay down this card or I'm going to apply for more credit because I don't have that many credit cards or I have to hurry up and co-sign for a car because that'll give me some more credit. I'm like, don't do anything until you talk to me. To answer your question, the first step is to talk to me because I can tell you, look, let's run your credit now and see what we can do. I can tell you in 15 minutes, hey, this is your potential for score improvement. It'll tell me on the credit report. Sometimes people will have, for example, like a Macy's credit card and it's a $500 limit because they don't just give you a huge limit. They'll charge like $250 worth on it right there to get the 20% discount. Well, right now, you, now you've now you used 50% of that credit card's limit. So it's going to drop your score 20, 30 points. Just I didn't because, know that. Really? Yeah. So forget about your $10,000 card that has 3000 on yeah. it. You're only using 30% of the limit. Your little Macy's card may get you 20, 30 points. Or it'll say, go on your target that you haven't used for a long time and go charge $12 and show me proof. So credit-wise, that's a big thing why people feel like they hold off. And I do feel like it's a little bit of procrastination, like, okay, I don't have to think about it until I'm able to pay off my credit card. So people tend to... I just listened to another podcast the other day that people procrastinate on certain things because it's the feeling that comes along with doing that task. It's the stress that comes along right. with it. So in my situation, we don't have credit cards. 10 years ago, we just got rid of them. Well, I do have a Firestone and I have a Kohl's. I mean, little yeah. ones, and I don't really use them too much. Firestone only if you need tires and something. And then I just recently got Amazon credit card just because I kind of felt like I did run my credit and it was okay. One of the downfalls I think is that because we never, we didn't have credit. We paid everything off. We paid cars off. We paid this off. We paid that off. Sounds good on paper, but realistically, I don't think that's the best. Like I said, it could be fixed very quickly. So once I run your particular credit report, I can tell you, Hey, here's what you need to do. We can do it in a week. have the action item done in most cases. So in your case, if something like cash flow is an issue. If you're wondering how much money do I need down? That was kind of one of your questions, right? True. Yeah. So 
again, I hear people say, Tiff, call me in six months because I'll have $30,000. I'll have $50,000 saved up by then. I can tell you that almost never happens. No, so, I don't. I would like to know how they do make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't because you have these big plans, but life happens. And I totally understand that. So there's programs that are zero down, three and a half percent down. There's all kinds of things that you can do to qualify. We need to figure out, okay, how much do you feel like you can afford monthly? And then I'll put it to a loan amount. And then I'll figure out, okay, how much do you need down or how much do you have down? That's going to equal your purchase price. Let's factor in taxes and insurance. I take everything baby step by baby step because it can feel really overwhelming to just throw a bunch of information at you. If I just kind of go through like we just did, credit, okay, that's off the table. That's not necessarily an issue. Down payment, let's address that. Then let's go to budget. I don't even want your paperwork. I don't want your application. I can do everything because of how long I've been in the business. We used to fax credit reports and wait for it back on the fax machine. Click the buttons like you do now. I can do everything manually without needing a system in front of me. Like just making me feel so good because when I was doing loans, getting loans with our other houses, we had to do all that ourselves. And I I mean, I don't know anything about that. I'm not certified. I mean, I'm a health coach for goodness sakes. I don't know your stuff. (laughs) I love this that like, I can just say to you, here's my credit report, go do it. And then tell me what to do. It's like what I do with my clients. It's like, you don't know about the health and wellness and spirituality. Like, let me take care of that and put you be the driver and you can kind of do the action steps. So there's not many loan officers. And I will tell you this because I have been searching because before we became accountability partners, I was on the phone a lot with other loan officers. No one said this to me. No one was like, Hey, let me just do it. And I'll give you a plan. Everyone was like, well, give me all of your paperwork, all your back taxes, all this. And I'm like, I don't want like so much work. I don't want to do that. Like, I know I have to work a little bit, but if you told me, I don't want to do it before I have to. And I know you have a team. So how big is your team? So I have five people on my team now. So we have ops, marketing. I have a loan partner one, loan partner two. So they both have different roles. I have a loan officer that works with me, Kim Anachero. And we're just killing it on Team Tiffany Rose, everybody in Danville, Walnut Creek area. We're loving it. You created a team. You're like, okay, I can't Mm -hmm. do all this. What am I good at? What am I not good at? Let me hire these people to come on and be a part of my team. And that's important to me too, because you may not always be able to answer my calls, but I'm confident enough, right? That your team is run by you. That is going to be like a mini, your ideas and your you know what I'm trying to say. Everyone knows what I'm trying to say. Like they're yeah. run by you with your ideas and stuff. I'm glad you brought up the team concept because I'll tell you, if you find a loan officer that has time to answer your calls in a market like this, especially where it's so wild, answer your phone all the time, have all your stuff memorized and they don't have a team, you probably should run because that means they have way too much time on their hands. You want somebody that everybody has their roles and responsibilities. It's kind of like the doctor nurse thing where the nurse comes in and asks some of the more simple questions. And then the doctor comes in and does the real stuff that is like me. I do the structuring of the loan. I pay attention to the big issues. We call them kind of like there's red and green issues. So we talk about those in the morning with my team. So I'm always involved. I'm just not necessarily directly involved. And that's a good thing because I have it running smooth. You just your team. I mean, that's important. I find such importance in that too, because a team is a team. And if you can trust your team, you know that it's going to go smoothly. That makes a person feel so confident. I'm serious. Tiff. 
I want to do this. Like, I want you to be this person that gets my husband and I finally into a home in some place that we want to set roots in because it took us a hot sec to find that place. I can't wait to do that. I mean, you're so deserving of it. You're, you've managed to come through so many hurdles that were distracting you from buying a home again. And, you know, your cash flow is flowing and we're doing great with our business accountability stuff every week. And I mean, I'm so excited to help you. And that's what makes it fun. I will say, you trust me, I trust you. And yeah. that's a big thing I want to hit on for people listening and watching this is if you don't trust the person that you're working with, you could shoot yourself in the foot. It's not going to be a great experience. It's very complicated from the end of buying a home, especially if you haven't done it for a long time. If you don't trust the person you're working with, you're going to question everything. You're going to see 88 pages. It's going to make you the most paranoid, scared. You're going to back out. So if you trust me or trust the loan agent that you're working with, that's huge because I can take your situation and go, Nance, this is what you need to do. I'll tell you right now, those other two options that you just said, or those other two budgets, they're not going to work. Or these other two programs or people say, what about interest only? What about this? No, I'll tell you right now for your situation, interest only is not wise. I hate those loans anyways, because of what I've been through. (laughs) Okay. So my question to you though, what happens is because I'm in Nevada and you're in California. What do we do about that? So right now I'm working on getting licensed in Nevada and Texas. So before this even airs, I'll probably be be licensed. But we work with people within Guild that are licensed and we work with them kind of partner up. So I take your situation, I communicate with them so I can do that anywhere. And there's, I always go to the trusted Guild people because my management knows great management and great loan officers in other parts of the United States. So you always be taken care of and always make sure you get paired up with someone. Great. Oh my gosh. That's awesome that you can do that. And I'm so excited that you've got your certification in Nevada and Texas. That's we're working on. We're almost there. So yeah, (laughs) I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. I guess everyone out there that's listening to this knows that they can have your expertise no matter where they live. And I love to give advice. I love to talk about my craft and my career, whatever you want to, you know, refer to it as. It's so fun to me. So I don't care if you're like, Tiff, I want to buy a house in Philadelphia. I just had a client yesterday that that texted me if I do homes for their rental property out there. I still want to go through the numbers, pull up the estimated interest rates, make sure they're doing the right thing. Because I'll tell you, some of these loan officers, it's just like any career. You can get somebody that they go, what do you want? But sometimes a client doesn't know what they want or what's good for them. So I want to guide those people and then give them a plan and they can go to the loan officer of their choice. But I love talking about what I do. It's so fun to me. I could talk about it forever. I mean, our friend is building a house out here. He's like, it's ridiculous. Now's the time. It's like, now's the time you want to wait. What did I can't something to like, Borrowing it's so cheap. cheap. It's so cheap to borrow money now. And I was like, what does that mean? What yeah. What does and that a lot mean? of people, I'm going to interrupt you there because you reminded me of something that I really wanted to touch on. A lot of people go, well, let me call my CPA or let me call my financial advisor and see if I should pay off this house when I get this inheritance. Or let me tell you, your financial advisor is not going to want you to liquidate money or not invest it with them and pay off your house. Your CPA doesn't understand the way the principal and interest and all these things work the way that I do. You'd be amazed at 
there's a bug flying around at me. I know, it's like, <laughs> I have something too going on in my eye. Yeah. I'm glad you did um, You know, you really have to be careful who you go to because yeah. like I said, if you don't have the right financial advisor, you're going to say, what do I do with this $600,000? Pay off my house or invest it? They're going to say, don't pay off your house, invest it. So when you go to someone like me who really understands more than you would even think about the CPA side, the financial advising side, and my side kind of cumulatively, it's really good to start with a experienced loan officer. And of course, I can't technically advise on those other arenas, but I can work numbers a lot better than a lot of the CPAs that my clients go to for advice. So, right. So it would make sense to start with you and then absolutely. go Absolutely. I mean, you're thinking it's backwards, but it's probably forward. But, you know, most people are told, oh, go. I hear that all the time. I got to talk to my lawyer. I got to talk to my CPA. And it's like, no, let's talk to your loan officer because that's where it's going to start. And even people that get a divorce, people don't come to their lender first to find out what's the smartest way to take cash out and pay off my spouse. How much will the payment be? Instead, they either put it on the market and sell it. Now they're both renting or they both lost the house that the family lives in that the kids have to be uprooted from, or they start arguing, not knowing the numbers and they start not paying the mortgage. And now by the time they go to a divorce attorney, they've shot their credit. So the divorce attorney calls me and says, Hey, is there anything I can do? So I need to talk to my lawyer first, talk to a mortgage lender about maybe there's some way to amicably split up the assets to where it makes sense. So that's a great point you just made too. You can speak to that because didn't that basically happen to you? (laughs) It happened to me. Yeah. And it worked out. I didn't want my kids to move out of their house that they lived in. So we worked it out where I bought a new house. They got to stay in their house. You know, I got paid off some of the equity and uh, neither one of us got ruined credit, but it's because I'm in the business and I knew not to go to a lawyer and just start because when lawyers dig in, some of them, they'll make people fight. They could ruin a deal faster than anything and your credit's shot. So Yes, that is a very good point. Oh my gosh, Tiff, I'm hiring you. (laughs) You're hired. (laughs) I love talking to you about it and I love your questions, but I'm so happy that we got to do a little bit of Q&A just, you know, to help people that if you have this question, I'm sure a ton of other people do. And again, borrowing money right now is so cheap and it's just fun to at least sometimes like nothing ventured, nothing gained, just asking the questions and having a 15 minute conversation is so important. It could change your life. Well, I just want to tell everybody out there this, we did not plan this. This was off the cuff <laughs> and this is our accountability time. And Tiff's like, Hey, why don't we just record it? And we're like, okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I'll be back on because I'm pretty sure through this process that maybe we'll just keep your listeners and your viewers up on the process so that they can see how I go through it and the questions and stuff that happens. You're welcome, Nance. And for anybody that is interested in, I love this phrase, being the CEO of your body. My body was breaking down. My knees hurt. My hip hurts. Nance said, Tiff, it's because energy, it needs to move. And your knees, once you identify what needs to change in your life, your knees won't hurt anymore. And my knees don't hurt. My hip doesn't hurt. She and I have moved mountains together with my health and with you know your finances and our business model. Anybody listening to this, definitely want to reach out to Nance if you feel like your body's failing you or you don't understand like what the next step is for your health, for your spirituality, for, I mean, it's, it's all the same, you know, you're, and you you're can hook up to my podcast over there. Nancy Siaska, unleash your curiosity. I'm sure our shared virtual assistant will be putting all of that in the notes below. 
Absolutely. Unleash your curiosity. And it's your podcast, by the way. I mean, I keep listening to them more and more. I'm getting addicted to them because there's so many different topics, but it's like, like I said, it's all holistically the same thing. It's just so many different, like broken down in, in smaller sections. And I have undiagnosed ADD. And so the fact that they're like 15, 20 minutes at the most, like 30 minutes is great. When I see a podcast and it's 60 minutes, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Like 12 to 15 minutes. (laughs) Yesterday's or today's my wake up Wednesday was 20 minutes. The longest we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say that I have, yes, we're busy people, but you reminded me we have a full life. So for those of you listening that feel like you're always so quote unquote busy, just saying the word busy stresses me out. So Nance has taught me to say I have a full life and it feels so much better. So for those of you that have a full life, I'm sure many of you are listening. We all do. We both would take you baby steps through the process and not overwhelm you and really respect the fact that you have that full life. And we want to have you living an even fuller life and being a homeowner and having your budget under control and your health under control. And it's all just so important. So right, thank you that's again. What we're here for, right? To live that life of joy, grace, and ease. You'll hear me say that a hundred times. I love it. You even said it in your radio voice like you do on your podcast. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Make it a great day. Thanks, Nance. Bye. Tiffany Rose is the author of the best-selling book, The Universe is Speaking, available on Amazon. Tiffany has a gift just for you that will help you line out daily goals for creating your ideal universe. Go to TiffanyRoseFreeGift.com and also subscribe to the Mortgage and Mindset in Minutes podcast. Tell your friends and family about Mortgage and Mindset in Minutes with Tiffany Rose. Thanks for listening.